0: It's not pitched. There it is. Look at that. Hello. Good, ah, that's more like it. I can hear the sound coming out. Thank you, Rocky. I saw the sweat breaking out on your brow down there. <laughs> Moving all the dials. <laughs> it's a sound man's nightmare, of course, when the preacher doesn't turn it on. <laughs> you know what on earth's gone wrong? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The lights are on, but there's nothing happening. <laughs> Well it's so good to be back with you all We got back just a couple of days ago, and I've been sick ever since I mean have <laughs> been sick for days actually, but that's nothing really We've seen such great miracles of God We want to share with you some of the things that God has been doing, and I uh, just want to appreciate church, because we have made a tremendous investment You know there's uh, a lot of investments you can make in life that don't count for much But I tell you something, what we've been doing in Pakistan is really counting and it is amazing, and uh, I just haven't had a chance to pull all the pictures together and some of the video clips, uh, but uh, I know when you see something, it's much better than just hearing about it, so we'll do the best we can together to just describe what we experienced there, and uh, then next week we'll do a brief version, and we'll just get some uh, photos and some clips, so you get the feel of what it was like over there, and get the sense of what God is doing Uh, I don't know whether I'd like to live there, but on the other hand, I love miracles and what God is doing. It is just such a pioneer feel. So, if George, you'd like to come up with me hmm, at the end of the service, you just come up now. And uh, we had some troubles when we started off. Uh, the first thing that happened is the plane is grounded, and then we missed our plane to go international. So, that wasn't too much of a, a good start. And uh, we, we, we really did have some difficulties. We got, there, got to Auckland, cases all smashed, had to go and run around and buy another case. And we, we just had difficulty after difficulty. The case smashed, actually. Yeah, Joyce, one got smashed, had to replace that as well. And had troubles rebooking our flights. We lost the flights on the way. So it's kind of just, there were just, I thought, this is going to be good.
1: <laughs>
0: if it's starting like this, it can only get better. And so I thought, we are in for such a good time. And so we went to Singapore, had some, uh, had had a week in Singapore, and uh, they had invited uh, me to come up with Joy and to minister into the church and into the Bible school, and uh, by arranging to back it back to back with Pakistan, we could just keep the cost down for the church of our Pakistan trip. And uh, so we went to Singapore. They've been going through a tremendously difficult time, as you, perhaps some of you are aware. Uh, about a year ago in May, the church uh, records were all seized, and uh, 17 leaders were detained. There have been what appears to be false accusations made against the church, and uh, it's been under tremendous pressure ever since then But you know, pressure has a way of refining things So under pressure, uh, everyone has a chance to decide where their heart lies and So going back there this time, you can see how God has uh, shifted uh, a whole lot of things within the church They've gone back to their original DNA, reinforced their core values Some people who came in on the, in the latter years of the church uh, had left under pressure for all kinds of reasons, and, uh, but it's been a very stressful, very trying time, but when we went there, it was a great time to be there, so they appreciated that uh, I have been faithful in my walking with them over their journey, 21 years I've been going there now, and working with them, and uh, so there are thousands of people we have trained, thousands of people we have helped, and this week was no exception The uh, ministry on the Sundays was jam-packed with people Meetings were back to back, three services, one after the other and the last one a ministry meeting with about 2,000 up for ministry of deliverance and healing All kinds of stuff It was just a tremendous move of God And the same thing again on Sunday So it was just back to back meetings You do one and a half hours, have a little break, one and a half hours Another break, one and a half hours Into it and a big ministry time And then through the week it was Bible school Over 500 students, uh, some of them from China And uh, training them and ministering them in deliverance And again power of God came into the place, and uh, we had just many people set free, many people touched, and I uh, had a chance to counsel leaders, had the chance to see that the very things that God has been speaking to us here, uh, we were able to bring and just speak straight into lives over there. It was, it was really wonderful. Then it was off to Pakistan.
1: Actually, a lot of parallels in Singapore. One thing they've really been working at is defining their DNA, which is very similar to what God's been doing here. And actually, uh, Pastor Mike's the only lecturer in the Bible school that they have now apart from their own staff because of having the same DNA, which is a huge honour, really. And um, they just regard us as father and mother figure in the church that have been there right from the beginnings. And, um, but even though the government have cracked down so hard, right now the government is um, under, about to have elections and the government that's been standing there for so long is looking like... Key, the, actually, the key people that came against Kong have not been re-elected. And so, (laughs) right on the political level, there's tremendous shifts in the thing, and a a huge, I think, like a refining fire through the church, so that what's in you comes out under that fire, and a tremendous appreciation for covenant relationship that are there through thick and thin. So it was was great to be with them through that time. But Pakistan, we went from, yeah, we did a Lahore, a Pakistan-Lahore flight, did a sidekick to Singapore, so we... The next Sunday, we had to hang around in Bangkok, which was unusual for Mike to hang around on a Sunday in Bangkok, but we did. We hung around in Bangkok, (laughs) waiting for the night flight to Pakistan. So we had three Sundays away, one in Singapore, one hanging out at an airport, and the next one in um, Pakistan. I
0: hated hanging out in an airport when I could have been here. (laughs) I didn't
1: mind it. I found a massage. (laughs) Anyway, um, we flew into Pakistan in the middle of the night, sort of like half past 12 at night, You'd think, well, actually, Anwar knows people everywhere, thank goodness. So we are sort of finding our way through customs, and his man came along and sought us out and escorted us right through, which was a great help because we needed help to get through all the things. And then we stepped out into the heat, which just about threw us over with the humidity and heat, to a great entourage of TV cameras and lays. And, you know, you're struggling off a plane, and there you are, just treated like royalties arrived, <laughs> little children, that, you know, grandchildren deprived and um, grandparent deprived and everybody was there to meet us in the middle of the night with great gusto, yeah. which was quite a great welcome. But uh, Pakistan is so totally different. It's a huge culture shock. Everything you see in feel is so different. You know, you see... The first day I saw a, the rubbish truck come, but it's actually a donkey with a cart and they're shoving all the <laughs> rubbish into these bags and there's donkeys everywhere all over town carrying rice, carrying goods, some people standing up, riding them with great gusto. It's just another world. And then, of course, these flowing white gowns, riding these bikes that came from the ark, you know, <laughs> over town. Yeah,
0: the big 20-H wheelers. <laughs> you, have, you have to be over 60 to know what they are. <laughs>
1: But they're everywhere, and, uh, of course, everybody's got their saris on and, and walking, and it's just, uh, it's just something else. But we actually met some beautiful people, lovely people, Muslim people, so kind to us, so good to us, so loving to us, that we didn't hear a bomb, we didn't hear a gunshot, we didn't have any aggression, we actually had really kind, loving people. I was hoping I would. <laughs> Saw a plenty of guns. In fact, the last ride of the day we, before we left, every 100 metres, there was a, an armed soldier all the way from town to where we stayed. They had a high alert that day, and, and so there were guns everywhere, but it, it was a huge culture shock, really,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Living conditions are very difficult there. We stayed with Dave and Kate in the house rather than the hotel, so we'd have access to grandchildren all the time at Oh My, you know. Pa- yeah, things you take for granted, of course, are not there. Uh, power cuts out without warning, and so then you've got to start a generator. pay for the generator and uh, continue, and you pay for the power. Power is very expensive there. Water cuts out, so you can arise in the morning. There's no way you have a shower. There's a little trickle coming out, and that's it. You're on your knees with a little bit of water, and that's doing the best with the water shampoo that you can.
1: Everywhere and no yeah, water.
0: yeah, shampoo and no water. <laughs> and uh, and the heat is overwhelming. Sicknesses. Uh, everyone gets sick. Uh, and that was surprising because normally locals are quite hardened to it. But uh, Anwar and his wife got sick. There. Different people in the family were sick. Uh, Dave and Kate and the children were sick. Uh, in fact, Dave was so sick one time, they took him to preach anyway. And uh, he was praying, God help me. <laughs> you know, when you're really sick and it's very, very hot. And, uh, but they, they, they just insist you, you do it anyway. And he got there and he prayed. So they, he and Kate were negotiating whether uh, they could, uh, she could sing and cut down the preaching time for him. And, uh, and uh, they, he got up and they introduced him, And then, then the heavens rendered, <laughs> and there was a thunderstorm and lightning claps, and uh, it poured down. Everyone had to flee. So it, he got back into the car and went back home sick. <laughs> but it's uh, it's very 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 challenging. They have armed guards on the house all the time. And uh, uh, There's always a danger of robbery, so Kate can never go alone anywhere She'd have to have an armed guard with her, and uh, they, can't always af- they can't afford to have one on the house and one for them as well, uh, so that means they, uh, she's fairly confined to house most of the time with the children, which wouldn't be so bad if you didn't have power cuts, and it wouldn't be so bad if the owners hadn't taken out most of the air con uh, so it is a very, very challenging place to live.
1: Yes, it's a lovely looking house. When you walk through it, and you think, oh, this is lovely. But the last thing the um, owner did was to take out the aircon in the downstairs living area and leave a big hole in the wall. So there's only two cool rooms, which is the bedrooms upstairs. And it's incredible heat. And, and also, you have to wear shoes in the house, because no matter how often it gets cleaned, there seems to be dust and dirt everywhere. And it's... And so we lived in the bedrooms whenever we were in the house because it was the only cool place and, um, oh, it's, yeah, it's, just it's just
0: unusual and challenging but exciting <laughs> and, the, and of course you see, the thing is that in a place like this, God is moving And so yeah. all, all you read in the paper, you read about all the terror You read about all the things that are going wrong But in the midst of it, a river of hope is definitely flowing mm. And uh, the most stunning event we had was the midweek healing meeting and uh, I just can't wait to get you some of the pictures of it, to see it It is just stunning to be there They've got a, a, an open amphitheatre kind of area And uh, that particular night, it was more packed than normal uh, I don't know why, but they came from everywhere to be there There were over 20,000 people, no seats on the ground Everyone seated on the ground, all jammed up to one another I would have just hated to be there I was sitting on the side and dying, just the sweat's pouring off you, doing nothing and then you think, I've got to stand up and preach in front of that. How's that going to work? And uh, so we, we came there. They, they've got uh, really good music. They've developed the music. So the, the worship side of it's very good. Great participation. I've been in some of those places and very little participation, but people are clapping and shouting and getting involved and excited. This is the only bit of excitement they have. <laughs> and uh, so they, they just jam packed to that meeting. And uh, they had testimonies, first of all, of the various miracles that happened last week And we had one guy stood up, and he, was, he had been a mute His tongue stuck to his, uh, his the uh, roof of his mouth And Dave prayed for him about three or four days before And, and you got to hear, he got up there, and he spoke quite clearly You could hear him speaking yeah. very clearly Just uh, great miracles, great miracles and uh, so then I got up and had a, they introduced us and did all the lays and make you feel very important. And so I on lays in a
1: silly head as
0: well.: <laughs> <laughs> You feel a bit silly, but you just put up with it, that's part yeah. of the culture. And uh, the big thing <laughs> is the gospel, the yeah. gospel of Jesus Christ. So I got the chance to preach to the 20,000, and there were thousands upon thousands responded. Yeah. There were just people stood up everywhere, you know, Muslims, desperate for a message of hope, desperate for the power of God, desperate for the life of God to touch them, and just standing there, it's just—it's so moving, you can feel the, 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 the scripture that we've had as part of our mission for so many years, where Jesus looked on the multitudes and was moved with compassion, and you see these thousands upon thousands of people with very little hope, very, very poor, and their only hope is Jesus Christ He is the only glimmer of light, the only glimmer of hope for their lives and so they just stood up in their droves all over the place. And then, after they'd stood and they'd gone through the sinner's prayer, we prayed for them. And then, uh, those who needed healing and deliverance. Well, I don't know whether anyone was sitting down. There's so much sickness there mm-hmm. that ever, any meeting where we asked for people who were sick to stand up, it, it appeared as though almost everyone stood up. And, and there was just to see thousands upon thousands of people sick and demonized. Demonic problems are immense in that country, people are into practice magic, they're into sorcery, all kinds of uh, dimensions like that, and so sickness and demonic spirits and oppression just are everywhere So we led them in a prayer, prayed, commanded, because you can't lay hands on everyone, there's just no way mm-hmm. you can go lay hands on people, apart from being too hot, you just, there's just no way you can get the people mm-hmm. to you And uh, it's just such a mass of people, and nowhere to move Mm -hmm. And so we just laid hands, uh, we just spoke and prayed a prayer of faith, believing that as they reached out, God would touch them, Mm -hmm. and the power of God Now you don't feel anything, Mm -hmm. you feel like you've just prayed a prayer And then they started testimonies coming, well people Mm -hmm. came up, and they were testifying And uh, there were people who had deaf ears open, people who were blind that could see There were people who had growths that had gone, and multitudes of people that uh, had various pains and aches in their body or tormenting spirits. Mm-hmm. One guy had been tormented for years, and this mm-hmm. was and it was in pain when he came all over his body and in his mind, and uh, he was immediately set free, completely healed by the power of God. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Testimonies just to mm. see them and, and hear the people and to see the look on their faces. Mm. And some of the man while we get to run up and down just to show that they're free of all the pain, mm. and uh, then a, a great time of worshiping after that. So it's quite a sight to see that. But that mm. happens to think that that happens every yeah, week. Agree, that? That's going on every Wednesday. Next Wednesday, it'll happen again. Usually, it's 12,000 plus, unless there's been a bomb go off, and then they may have to cancel the meeting.
1: It's like we're singing today, just need to call on the name of the Lord and you're saved. You Mm. see these multitudes of people just reaching out, calling on the name of Jesus, instantly saved, delivered, set free, healed. And we're singing, show me your glory. That has to be the glory of God. I mean, we didn't do a thing. It was all God because you release the prayer, a prayer of faith, a miracle prayer, and all over the place, tremendous miracles without anybody being touched, just God doing God's stuff. it's just a tremendous, it's hard to believe. You think, did that really happen? You know? And they're coming up, streaming up, testifying what God had done.
0: The Friday morning, we had a healing meeting in the church building, which is not like this. It's just a really rough building and uh, a very, very rough, and it's jam-packed. No seats or chairs or air con, just some fans going. Everyone's sitting closely packed right up to the front of the stage. And then you go through there. There's another kind of bigger room behind it with no ceiling at all. No roof, they've just got sort of a, a tarpaulin over it And then all along the alleyway along the sides They've got uh, people just sitting there under shadow And uh, they're listening through the, uh, through the windows to the message uh, Armed guards at either end of the street to keep out any terrorists <laughs> And uh, of course there were armed guards everywhere we went There were armed guards it's, Even if you went to McDonald's There's armed guards at McDonald's and a security check at McDonald's Like an airport, uh, any decent place you went to There, was arm, there were armed guards and security check so Friday, Friday morning, again tremendous singing, uh, preached a great message, and uh, again people responded, we had a number of people saved, and then uh, people searched forward for healing So we had a chance to lay hands on people, a uh, number of manifestations, many, many people healed immediately Just the moment you pray, power of God come on them, and they get healed It's just something, to, and yet you don't feel anything I'd probably feel more here, and see less happen, but there's more happens there, and you feel less so it's very much God's grace being poured out in just a tremendous way of miracles.
1: I have no comment on that meeting. I was flat on my back all day. I could hardly lift my head off the pillow, and I was the sickest I've ever felt in my
0: life. So we went to a flash burger place the night before, and it wasn't that flash, apparently. <laughs> so we were all sick. I was sick too, but I had to go to the meeting. So Joy was in bed very, very sick, and I was not so sick. And it's just a matter of how sick you are. <laughs> and uh, so I was not so sick on that day, so I went to that meeting. And uh, so I took that meeting, and uh, we. Uh, but the next day I was supposed to open the hospital, and I was really sick then.
1: Well, I stayed <laughs> home <laughs> and looked after the kids. It's the first day Kate had had anybody look after the children in six months, and Dave and Kate could both go to the opening of the hospital, which they had invested in. So I was safe enough to stay home and look after children, but not safe enough to go out. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just not safe to go out. <laughs> You just stay at home. Very <laughs> miserable. And uh, very, very miserable. So we had
1: three children going all day when you can't go out of the house. I, I think Kate deserves a medal. She's had months in the house. She's only been out very few times. Three children in the heat, homeschooling, constantly sick. And often David's been away. The one stage she had David away. Three kids with diarrhoea and no water. Can you imagine that? And you never hear a complaint. Any of her... Reports. There'll never be an ounce of complaint. She's just been a soldier, but I think deserves a
0: huge medal. Yeah. yeah. So. Tell but anyway,
1: Sunday morning was rather a, a mission for Sunday. Mike. Mike. Um, well, we had a great meeting Sunday morning. Um, again, it was in the. Ch- Fortunately, Emwa, Pastor Emwa, lives right next door to the church, so he did a pity on us. Even though church started at nine because of the heat, we we're able to sit in his lounge until shortly before you preached. So then we were taken in and went in, and you had time to just sing a chorus and then preach. But again, a tremendous service. People packed all the way out. Wherever you can put people, there are people. Tremendous message of, um, you talked about your talent and putting your talent to work and being faithful with your talent. It was a message that was really relevant for them. But I thought afterwards, we just wanted to go back to bed. But actually, you can't change the program we were going to go to a five-star restaurant because that was on the menu. Uh. So driving from church to the five-star restaurant, Mike opened the car door and puked a few times.
0: (laughs) You can get away with it there. I go
1: to the 5 star restaurant, shout everybody a lovely meal, and we sat there and watched them
0: eat. Looking at it, <laughs> looking at everyone eating it and just wanting to be home.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they finally got home, but that's life, and it's an honor to be blessed and be a blessing because that's how it is. <laughs> it's something else. It's just a life. Yeah. You've just
0: got to just tough it, and uh, <laughs> you just have to tough it out and uh, do the best you can. And <laughs> so we, uh, the, the t- we went and visited uh, the imam, had time with him, Quite interesting to meet him and uh, to hear his concerns for his nation, talk with him, be in his home and family, and, uh, and uh, he took us for a tour of the mosque, and uh, so we claimed it for Jesus, and uh, <laughs> very, very big place, take about 100,000 people there, but uh, amazingly built, you know, 300 years ago, an incredible structure really, mm. but uh, on the other hand, he, even he lives in fear, he's got to have uh, guards around him all the time, and he lives in threat of being killed all the time as well, or robbed. Uh, I, think,
1: I think one of the most exciting things is that his wife loves listening to Isaac TV. Mm. And all the children, and they're telling all the women in the mosque, listen to Isaac TV. <laughs> 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 Bit of a worry for the Emma. <laughs>
0: so we, we visited the TV station, and uh, you know, you've probably got an idea what a TV station looks like. There's just a couple of rooms, and very hot rooms at that. And When the power goes off, it's incredibly hot. So when you do an interview, you sit there, and you'll do about five minutes, and they stop everything get rid of all the moisture, and then you carry on the interview, and then we get rid of all the moisture, and uh, carry on It just yeah. drip just drip <laughs> So, so the of facilities are a bit drop. challenging, but they've got some outstanding people there, mm. including Muslims who are helping them uh, I was impressed with the caliber of the staff they've got Totally committed to work there and be part of the whole facilities uh, It's got heavily uh, built gates and uh, armed guards uh, around the gates In case someone hits a bomb off there uh, but the TV is having an enormous mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. It is beyond what we can imagine You think TV here uh, Most of us don't even watch very much of it There's not much on to see But TV over there is a big deal Because there's not much else, not much else to do And so they watch TV And of course nothing like the forbidden fruit mm-hmm. And uh, so the gospel And uh, so the gospel is going out everywhere mm-hmm. Right across yeah. They have more than 2,000 they have more than 2,000 responses every day from across uh, Pakistan and right through up into the Middle Saudi. East, particularly Saudi Arabia. And people are ringing up, they're texting, they're responding to the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just phenomenal. Oh. Uh, and, and the stories, just so many stories to tell about it. There's one imam and his family came to Christ listening to the gospel, and uh, then they came to visit. Uh, And one said, "What can we do if we announce we become Christians, we'll be killed?" And uh, he just said, "Well, he showed just gave him some practical wisdom: how to just resign out of their job and out of what they were doing without making a big fuss." And uh, so he did that. Uh, The Grand Imam himself—he's a bit worried. He was ringing and why very upset because uh, mm-hmm. his wife and children are loving the TV programs, mm. and uh, apparently that's happening right through all the mosques, mm. and so the woman and the man are watching uh, Isaac TV, they're enjoying the gospel message, enjoying mm. a message of hope and love, mm. and uh, they're, they're enjoying hearing the testimonies mm. of people whose lives are being changed, mm. and so people in the nation, they're sick. Uh, they're just tired of the terrorism. They're tired yeah. of the, uh, uh, the the fundamentalism that goes on there. They're questioning whether you know the, the Islam has got anything to offer when the uh, the messages are so lacking in the life that is coming across the uh, TV programs. Mm. So of course they're talking in the mosques, and uh, that in turn is creating a reaction. So Anwar's had an increased number of letters, death threats from imams, they've written the letter and signed their imam stamp on it mm-hmm. uh, that they've put a fat wire on him to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so these are the same people that, uh, uh, that, that uh, really, uh, that sought the death of some of the government ministers that were there that spoke out against the, the, the law, the, the, um, the, the blasphemy law.
1: Some people do pay a huge price. Emma had had a family that had become Christians, a Muslim family, and the neighbors came in and really got stuck into them. The the woman was left in the middle of the street naked. The guy was beaten up. They're just violently attacked for turning to the Lord. So a lot of them pay a huge price just to stand up for the Lord. Many
0: of the Christians uh, can be fired just at a moment's notice. There's no warning. If they find a Muslim can do the job, then they'll just, uh, you're free. He's lost his job, and they put the Muslim in. Uh, When the Christian goes to hospitals, many times if they find that they're Christian, they'll just uh, get rid of them and won't, won't treat them at all. But even in the midst of all of that and the hardship the Christians are facing, it's just such a positive attitude and such a, a sense of, of, of love and gratitude to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and a great privilege in serving God um, the, the, the hospital, Dave and Kate opened up a hospital They finance it with their own money You think, well open a hospital, you know you think millions But they just have got this place there and it's set up And they've got second hand equipment And there's a doctor and a gynecologist and a dentist and an optician And they volunteer their time so these are, I think mainly Muslims, one's a Christian mm-hmm. Mainly Muslims that volunteer their time mm-hmm. to come Because they want to do something to help And they are captured by the spirit of grace and charity and love that flows out of Anwar mm-hmm. He never preaches anything negative Never speaks against anything Never speaks down against anyone And uh, the message they bring is so positive and so full of hope That, uh, uh, that Muslims help him as well mm-hmm. They're just uh, captured by what he is doing so it just, it's just—it's just amazing.
1: We had a lovely Muslim doctor that came round to the house for the family, and um, he's just a beautiful man. He invited Dave and Kate and family for dinner. He said how much he appreciates the work that Amw doing. He was just had a lovely spirit, and he just is giving his time for nothing. Just a just a lovely, lovely man.
0: So Amw and Anita, we had a chance to meet with them. Uh, I'm always, uh, to be honest, cautious about third world. And, uh, and working with people there, we've done all we can to, in uh, every time We've done work in the third world to talk through, uh, with pe- to find people that could be reliable To be honest And with Anwar, we really do mm. have a, a, an exceptional man of God He's a true apostle and pioneer in his nation He, he comes from a legacy, a Christian legacy His grandfather founded a movement of churches over there, FGA and sold up uh, uh, all his land, gave it into church planting, to helping pastors, to helping the gospel go in that land. And so uh, he he comes from a legacy of this in his family background. And even though he went wild for a while and was involved in the intelligence and all kinds of uh, corrupt things, uh, eventually the call of God came on him. And uh, the thing, the interesting thing about Anwar is he's had everything money can buy in the nation and gave it all up for the gospel. And uh, so he showed us the hotel that he used to stay at. He, was, he was so known there; they had a room that they kept for him. <laughs> and uh, it's a five-star hotel. But he gave everything up so that he could just advance the gospel. Went out preaching on the streets, believing God, praying for people. Uh, had a meeting in his home, inviting his friends. And uh, of course, everyone was like Paul. Everyone was afraid of him because they knew he was intelligence uh, officer formerly. Uh, it took a while for, the, uh, for him to get known. But uh, he has—he's been amazing. He's been. There's been many of the Western groups have sought to buy him out. Uh, in other words, they wanted to do the quick way of planting their own name in the nation. So they wanted him to uh, take on a, a title of a bishop and uh, to take on uh, the role of their spokesman in the nation, and then plant churches under their name. And he—they would provide for him finance, a building, cars. And you can understand when you got none of that. That's a very, very tempting offer mm. When you have nothing, and someone comes with that kind of wealth, it's phenomenal wealth But he just said straight, I don't like bishops And uh, I don't like uh, what you're doing, and I'm not your man And so on at least four occasions, he's turned down mm. organisations trying to buy him and take over him He said, even uh, his own family background with uh, his father pining the FGA movement, his grandfather, he, uh, he refused to be part of that He said no he said, I see where it is now, and he said, God has called me to build with my own hands So he gave everything up, and is, is built from scratch and from start And, uh, and uh, He has had significant encounters with God he gets caught up in heaven probably most evenings when he goes to sleep And he's absolutely, totally sold out to give his life for the gospel mm. There's no hint of fear There's no hint of, uh, of holding on to anything There's no hint of uh, self-centeredness or providing for himself there's no suggestion of it anywhere In fact, he, he showed me and was sharing with me And I was able to verify it with David that When they went to America to uh, talk to ministries over there uh, The money he did have, which was about 3,000 3, US He sowed into Benny Hinn's ministry And uh, so when people give, they're not takers And so he mm-hmm. gave generously, came back And then someone rang him up And then he had all of it about three times was Five times was given back to him uh, when he came back from someone uh, in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So, he, I, you know, I, I put all the tests I could by just to see how it was. Mm-hmm. And he was extremely, extremely open. And uh, in one of our last evenings there, he, he and his wife invited me to speak into their lives and hearts to help them. They admitted their needs uh, for, for fathering and for someone to talk with them, to help them, to uh, give them practical wisdom on a number of matters marriage and family and their ministry areas. And so the Lord opened up uh, uh, their hearts to us, and I'm sure that's work that that David did the work to prepare all of that, Mm. and made that possible, but uh, I know when it's genuine, and I know when it's not, Mm. and this was uh, absolutely authentic, the desire for relationship, for connection, and for someone to speak into them and help them Uh, Everyone who comes around them is after something Uh, There's not a day goes by when people are coming, not wanting something, wanting prayer, wanting money, wanting help Uh, Money just flows through like this. It just flows and flows and flows. The needs are so big you can't possibly meet them. It's just beyond the scale we could even comprehend. And so there's just a flow of money uh, to help people.
1: It was amazing that when he was an eight-year-old boy in his father's church that Yongi Cho, the pastor of the biggest church in the world, prophesied over him that he was going to be a man for the nation. God was going to raise him up as as a man for the nation. And you can see that now. Just the hand of God upon him, not bought by anything. He says, My, these other churches that belong to the organization his father and grandfather had, he said, they've got big churches. I, I want souls. They're empty churches. Mm. We've got souls. Mm. All he wants is souls. and He's got the supernatural hand of God on his life in a tremendous way. Masses of people coming to the Lord. Even though he hasn't got buildings and things like that he's, he's got what really counts, and it's just a dependence on God, living knowing that God's the source without any stress over that. He just knows God will provide, so we know it's good ground because of the hand of God so mightily upon it
0: so I really value Bay City and all that we've done, and uh, people have sacrificed here to sow uh, we're the only church that's given to the to the actual equipping and setting up of the television station and uh and and when I look, it's been probably the best investment we've made in so many years, because there's just such a huge response. It really is the time now, yeah. and uh, the nation is in a tremendous change. Uh, there's a lot of issues happening, and we'll just talk about that in a moment, but to just talk about Dave and Kate. Dave and Kate have done a tremendous job. It's, it's uh, far more demanding than you would imagine, because the expectation is he'll just be available whenever. So they don't run a schedule, you just much of your time, you're waiting for something to happen Then suddenly it'll happen mm-hmm. uh, He's on call often up until very late at night and, uh, and many days is away from the family, like he'll be going with them up into the Taliban area uh, to work with them and preaching the gospel So he'll be away for two or three days, I think he's gone now, is he now? Uh, mm-hmm. The security service have started to come and investigate him and check out why he's there There's a growing resistance to them being there, but what, what I see is their sacrifice not a complaint did I hear, he just, just took it in his stride Even though most of the time that he's been there, he's been sick And uh, it just, it's one of those things you can't get rid of You just go two or three days, and then back on it comes Two or three more days sick And then it just never, never ends And any one of you who's felt nauseous at any time You know what that's like It's just miserable You just want to die and, uh, But he's carried on anyway uh, Kate has carried on Even though she's been sick Children have all been sick while we were there, I was appalled at just how sick they were, just over the few days uh, to the point we did need to get a doctor in uh, But in spite of all of that, they have just an incredibly positive attitude of being mm. there to serve, of seeing what God is doing, of counting it a privilege to be in the nation at the time, the particular time that they're there now uh, and, uh, and, and he's been able to have quite an influence on Anwar, been able to, because he's built a friendship of trust, uh, he's been able to speak into Anwar, and shift Anwar's thinking about Uh, about giving, and uh, so whereas before they kind of looked to the west to provide everything their now thinking has completely shifted Uh, Their own people are starting to give, they're starting to believe that within their own nation that Christians who are prospering will finance the gospel They're starting to promote opportunities for people to contribute to the station's costs and to keep it going And uh, I believe that uh, they need to continue to do that, Uh, because Dave's a westerner People coming over uh, look to him to give advice on who's reliable, who isn't, uh, and uh, he says that most of the people over there are crooks. And uh, at every level, everywhere, every way, there's a crook. And uh, he said so. He said there's very few people that he's known that have been authentic, and he has had the great privilege to be able to serve there and work there. So it's a huge uh, challenge to them, a huge uh, difficulty living in such a culture. But uh, they see. That it is changing them and changing what they think. When you're in mm-hmm. a culture like that, most of what we think is important is actually trivia. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is really important is people being saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, the, what, I, what you see is there you see New Testament Christianity mm-hmm. constant danger, persecution, opposition for the gospel's sake, people being killed and hurt and injured for the gospel's sake, but the gospel going out in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we are partners with it it's just, the most, it's just one of the greatest things that we have done to be a part of this ministry uh, We also heard of uh, their intention to look at setting up another hospital uh, If there are any nurses wanting to go, nurses will be welcome over there Don't think you're going into a hospital like here though And uh, it'll be a bit of a challenge But uh, anyone who's medically inclined or got any skill will be very welcome to go there for short term uh, they 're hoping to set up another one. they 're also looking at the possibility of helping people who are bonded slaves. Same thing happens in India as happens in Pakistan. People get into debt because they can 't uh, cope with life, and once they 're in debt, they work as a slave, and the whole family is in slavery. and so it 's a huge problem in uh, Pakistan and India at the moment are what 's called bonded slaves. and uh, these can be purchased out sometimes just for the sum of 500 dollars. So long as there's a teacher employed to train them And give them some other skill So it's just a most unusual situation over there Hmm. The the last thing I really want to share is just the the next step Uh, What's happened is in the last um, season uh, Since Dave and Kate We had a prophetic word that it was a window of opportunity I think even uh, Ian spoke a prophetic word About there just being a season to be able to get in there to do this I would think that is uh, very, very true Uh, The impact it's having is enormous, and it's just exactly the right time During this six months that Dave and Kate have been there, there's been a whole range of things happen in the nation that have caused the nation to go into a state of turmoil Now when you're there, it's incredibly deceptive, because it looks peaceful It looks as though it's calm, but at a moment it can break out There can be bombs and shooting, and then whole crowds go out of control and uh, it, and there's a feeling there that it's like that right now. We spoke to the minister of police, who is uh, in charge of counterintelligence and intelligence. He said it, it's a, it's a it's a major deception to think the place is peaceful. He said actually it's in a state of turmoil, and you just don't see it. Everyone goes on calm. They carry on like there's no problems. And then he said suddenly it'll spring up and it'll all be out and and uh, you'll see it explode. And so he. Uh, uh, the things that have been uh, happening in the nation The Americans, as you're perhaps aware, have been sending in drones To knock out some of the al Qaeda and Taliban leaders Have uh, been very effective in doing it But have killed a lot of innocent people And that's disturbed the, 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 uh, the nation There was a, uh, a, a major uh, leader in the nation Political leader was assassinated There was a Christian leader assassinated And these have created huge disturbances Because they were popular figures uh, and, the, and the people blame the government for being corrupt and unable to stop all the things that are happening in the nation There was the, uh, uh, the guy, Raymond Davey, who was a, uh, an American CIA agent shot dead two people uh, from his car in the street Just pulled a gun. They pulled guns on him It was probably a set-up to try and flush him out for who he was So two guys on motorbikes went in front of him, pulled up in front and pulled guns He pulled his out and shot them both dead and then he was arrested and then there was a great turmoil They were going to... All the fury of the Muslims was directed. and They wanted to just lynch him, and uh, the Americans sprung him out, much to the fury of the people. And uh, the people blamed the government for this. Uh, and uh, the killing of Bin Laden, who is uh, commonly accepted as quite a hero among many Pakistanis, uh, he that has infuriated them as well. Uh, and so there's been, uh, and then the burning of the Koran in America. There's been a, a, a number, probably about six or seven different events. That have started the whole nation going into turmoil, the Americas America has now decided uh, that a- a- Pakistan is the number one nation of concern they 're pulling back out of Afghanistan now, and there uh, s- there's some disturbing implications of what they want to do and so uh, the nation now is in quite a place of turmoil with the government unstable, shaky, and there being a uh, fermenting problem going on inside the nation so in the light of that, uh, uh, more than one person said that uh, the time for Dave and Kate to be in there has come to an end The government itself is withdrawing visas of Westerners now yeah. And so uh, we heard of many Westerners just rounded up and out The same day, they just they rounded up in the morning, you've got to be on the plane out in the afternoon And uh, these are people that have been there, long standing people, teachers, business people all that kind of thing, out of the country The security investor uh, went to see David the other day It's pretty certain that they will not get their visa renewed, they will have to leave, and uh, advice they're getting from various people indicates it's very dangerous to stay now. So they're making plans now to relocate the station, and to take the station up into Bangkok. Uh, The reason uh, is that uh, the government at whim can stop anything happening in the nation, so it can shut down businesses, shut down the TV, even their own national TV, they'll they're known for shutting it down when the news isn't to their liking. And so uh, uh, many of the businesses over there now have a head office in Hong Kong or in Bangkok. A lot of them are moving to Bangkok now so that they can maintain continuity of their operations. So Dave and Kate will shift up to Bangkok, and uh, they will set up a base there. Uh, they'll get a license to, to transmit. Instead of through the current transmitter in Hong Kong, it will be through Bangkok, through the Thai uh, satellite that they've got. And uh, they will set up the whole base there, and uh, there's uh, a possibility that, uh, that the whole of the operation will have to go over there So they're just at this stage going to go over, set up the base, start to work on raising finance from uh, Asian contacts over there, and then uh, just see what develops week by week So they feel it could be just a six month time They said they're not going to stay any longer than they need to stay, if they can't be doing the job. And can't get things done, they'll just come back home. Uh, but, they, but there is a need for them to set up over in, uh, in Bangkok at this time. So they'll be moving in, in uh, the end of July. So it's about just a few weeks now. They're getting ready to make a shift and to shift over there. It's uh, a challenging time, of course, but uh, it'll be quite a relief to be out of the sickness of Pakistan into the heat of Bangkok. Yeah, so, time fantastic, of refreshing,
1: I think, for Kate <laughs> they have to get out of the house and take the children on an outing or something like that. It'll be a huge time of refreshing. Remember David preached. He thought he was going to wash in the pool of Siloam and come out. And you get a fresh vision on a lot of things after you've done that. So um, I th- a lot of people are, sh- are shifting. We met a teacher's wife, and people in the international school are just being told to pack up and go. And so it's not uncommon to have to um, relocate in- into a place where you can be... So the
0: prophetic word we got, a Mm. wind of opportunity has turned out to be incredibly Mm. true I am glad we rose as a church to the challenge Mm. and uh, responded and raised finance, sent them over there We have thousands upon thousands of people have come to Christ Mm. as a result of that and a a growing harvest of souls in the future Uh, We're going to look for ways that uh, we can encourage other churches to be supportive of the television Right now, the Gospel is going out right through into the whole of that region, right through the whole of nation of Pakistan When a nation is in turmoil, that's the time people come to Christ So it's a great day, a great hour for the Gospel And uh, you and I need to be proud of what we've done Proud of the contribution that we've made in advancing the Gospel But not forget that you and I are called to bring the Gospel to our own community Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the Gospel of Jesus Christ I'm not ashamed to be a Christian I'm not ashamed to speak about Christ I'm not ashamed of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ It is the power of God to salvation to every person who believes And the challenge that lies with, you, with every one of us Is to remember our roots And to actually get a fresh vision again To reach our friends for Christ To pray for people, befriend people, uh, connect with people Start to find ways of meeting needs in their life so that a door of opportunity opens up for them to receive the gospel You know Paul wrote at the end of his life He said I have run my course I am ready to be poured out He said I'm ready to give up my life He's one of the great pioneers of the faith Who gave his life for a dream That was not a cheap little mean dream It was a big dream That the gospel would go out to the whole of the world And you and I need to be caught up with a big dream that we could reach our city, our area, our nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ It happens not because someone preaches on a pulpit It happens because ordinary people that believe in your heart I could make a difference I can make a difference in my school I can make a difference in my workplace I can make a difference wherever I am I can make a difference I may not make a difference that everyone sees but I can make a difference in the life of the people I'm with and are near I, I encourage you to begin to really ask yourself this question You know, how seriously do we take the Great Commission? It's wonderful to have great meetings To be in a great uh, building To enjoy the presence of God But if it never flows out and touches the lost If it never flows out and reaches the unsaved Then you and I are squandering the wealth The riches, the treasure The precious things that God has given us They were never made just for us to enjoy They're always made for us to pass on We have a huge challenge ahead of us to take the Gospel into our own area Now that's not about big crusades I found in New Zealand big crusades don't cut it and don't seem to make it What counts is ordinary people building friendships, relationships, meeting needs and then sharing what God has done in your life with someone else Why don't we rise in our hearts and say Man we're going to take on that challenge of winning souls for Christ Bringing our friends to Christ. Some of you perhaps have never won a soul to Christ in all of your life. Well, you know, that is a tragedy, absolute tragedy. Never have to reach, have reached another person, welcomed them, drawn them, gathered them, built them into Christ, built them into the church. This is something's wrong when that happens. We're called to make a difference with our lives. We're called to make a difference in our city. Why don't we decide we will do that? Amen. Come on there. let's give the Lord a clap, shall we? <clears throat> Father, we just thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to build in Pakistan, to build in China. Thank you, Lord, for the work of Doug and Kalinder, the work they're doing in the underground church in China, the work they're doing with prostitute children. We bless them, we pray for them, we hold them before you today. Thank you for them, Lord, for their family. Touch them, keep them, bless them. May their influence increase mightily in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for David and Kate and Juanita, the gospel, going forth into Pakistan. Father, we want to be part of the solution, not just reading about the problems, talking about the things that are wrong in this world. Father, we pray your blessing upon them. We pray the release of everything they will need to carry the gospel through that nation. Father, Pour out your Spirit on us that a passion for souls would grow. A fire for the living God would burn in our midst to carry that gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Let's stand. Let's lift our voice for our city. Let's lift our voice in prayer. 30 seconds. Pray hard out for your city. Pray hard out for your friends. I love you, I love you, you, you,
1: You are loved.